What's up? And thanks again for joining us. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, the Metalist Podcast. I'm still Dave, and I'm Jason. So, in league with what we did before with our album essentials last time with the Black album from Metallica, we're gonna go with what's possibly, in some ways, the Black album for death metal. We're calling this Death Metal Essentials today. We're doing what some consider to be the greatest death metal album of all time, and certainly the still the most top-selling death metal album of all time. We're going with Covenant by Morbid Angel. Ooh. So let me ask you this, if you can remember, because I'm having a hard time. What was your first exposure with this album in particular? I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I, I know I heard like if we said it on the episode first here, Morbid Angel. I mean, the first time I heard Morbid Angel was God of Emptiness, but I. I don't remember the first time I heard the album. Yeah. I mean, the, the things around it, you know. Yeah. I can remember, it's, it's, I, I must have touched on this on the Morbid Angel episode too. I can remember getting into the band, but not necessarily like one era or another. But I do remember, it had to be on like probably the Earache website back in the day, back when they still had those shitty real player links, if you remember those. For, if yeah. not that, like, no, it had to be that because like, or QuickTime or whatever, because even Windows Media Player would be generous. The shitty links to the low-quality versions of the videos, because they wouldn't have been showing that on MTV or MTV2 even by the time I was getting into them. But the videos for Rapture, and then especially God of Emptiness, which I feel like they're kind of hand-in-hand. And then hearing the album later and later as time goes on. And like I can absolutely understand why this is considered one of the best, if not the best, of the genre. You know, it's definitely exemplary. It's apparently still the top-selling death metal album of all time, pre and post sound scan. Hunt over a hundred fifty thousand estimated copies sold, and that's kind of the con- pinnacle of the commercialization of the genre. You know, they talk about really, really weird, man. Because I mean, I wouldn't guess this to be that. I, I wouldn't either. But like, I wasn't there for that era i i literally came in immediately after this with with cannibal i I don't know what else it would be i mean i guess something from cannibal corpse but i think i don't know i don't know what that would be i I think you know coming out after domination you know like like i think cannibal was on their way up especially with the ace ventura exposure and they've just kind of kept going whereas morbid angel at least in some people's eyes kind of went a little downhill after that um still huge apparently still the third biggest selling death metal album or band of all time behind cannibal and deicide which i'd have to say something has to have changed since then dude there's no way deicide's got to still be the second one unless they're still holding on to those numbers from 30 years ago you know what i mean Uh it's a trip i I, a lot of those other bands that surrounded deicide stock has gone way up whereas deicide's not so much i think i don't know it's interesting so, you want to get right into it? 
Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Got it down. We're going to go three, two, and one. Starting now, first song, Rapture, Morbid Angel. It's a little fade in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like that riff starting and then just the fucking ba-da-da-ba-da and then the... I mean, it gets right to it, man. Like, the hell of a way to start a fucking album. Pete the Feet, dude. Pete Sandoval's fucking drumming, the star of the show as far as I'm concerned, you know? Oh, yeah. There's all the stories about how he would... Just practice getting faster and faster until he, like, would pass out in the practice space after just going at it for hours and hours, trying to build up that endurance. Man, when it goes into the like, you know that that verse riff, man. I mean, coming out of that opening swing into this into this verse is like fucking crazy it's the whole thing is just yeah, frantic, I mean, that's, yeah that's fast as fuck yeah. and it's a it's a bummer too considering all things he was ousted from morbid angel by david vincent for being christian born again christian or catholic or something like that which is fucking dumb especially when then he himself found himself ousted later on um but even yeah. then pete says he can't do the stuff that he used to do you know after however many years of just beating his body up, you know? Still good on him for continuing on in whatever iteration of Terrorizer it is, because I know there's Terrorizer and there's Terrorizer LA. I don't remember which one's which. Um, There's a little bit of flange. Trey loves to use it Mm -hmm. in a different way than Eddie Van Halen used it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Ah, man. So fucking heavy, dude. And I think this is probably like just considered noise back then, right? Since then, we've had far more dissonant, atonal, you know, lacking in songwriting death metal. It makes sense why this sticks around so much, dude. Like the riffs and the song. It's crazy. Like there's there's a fucking lead going over like the whole top of that. I mean, you got the fucking, and then you got fucking David Vincent, you know, singing, mm-hmm. and then you have this fucking lead in the background over top. It's like, fuck, man. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I kind of want to watch this video again. It's been so long. But it is kind of like a sequel to the God of Emptiness video, too. You know, like, like they kind of go hand in hand from what I remember. And then just, <laughs> yeah. you go right back into the fucking, like, just a gnarly fast beat with the fucking fast ass solo on it you know i mean the more i listen to i mean i've always thought the dude was pretty underrated Mm -hmm. but i mean the more i listen to him it's just like man like he's he's on a whole different fucking planet dude (laughs) you know when it comes to solos dude he definitely has that swing style all of his own I mean the whole the whole ensemble, man, because it's just the three of them at this point. It's um, yeah, Trey, Pete, and David Vincent. We talk about on the controls. You got Fleming Rasmussen, Metallica fame, doing the trilogy as it's called. Yeah, Lightning, Puppets, Justice, and they talk about 
he was mostly there doing the drums and then they did everything else himself and then handed it over to mix and all that. But they said he was there from the beginning in the room with them rehearsing, kind of go over, over parts with them and really being a hands-on producer to the point where they were at, at, you know, at odd ends at times. But obviously it worked out. A little more flange out. to end it out. Yeah. He's the flange master. It's weird. I just noticed the flange is only in the right speaker. Those little touches. Splash City right off the bat with Pain Divine. I think we just probably just flipped this to to uh, four hundred ninety one thousand plays because it's on four ninety ninety nine. Uh, it might be you because I'm I'm listening on YouTube right now. Oh yeah, you're yeah. on Spotify. And it's funny the the one I'm looking at right now has over a million plays. Damn. Yeah. So, whoops. It's just that fucking pop 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 pop. Yep. He definitely brought a special flavor, man. And it's like that's the sinister riffing that really sets them apart. Like I mean, this is like this is what I'm saying when it's like this kind of shit, man, really I mean it's like pre black metal shit. Yeah. You know, those long runs, dude, where it's just you know, the tremolo picking on there and fucking these big, huge melody lines. I mean, they, they're they so good at doing that, you know, with just drums of some kind flying underneath. Yeah. Everybody on 10 all the time. It's wild. Pain divine. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's fucking glorious, dude. Like, you know, it's still, like, it has not lit up. The one thing I say is I still think I like domination better just because i like more songs on there but like it's got so many weird soundscapey interlude things right it's a very much more experimental record and there's one on this record too that comes later but this one's so yeah. much more consistent i think and it, well and it's so much faster i mean on the whole yeah it's so much faster than blessed are the sick you know it's it's more um like to the like to the point, like okay, we're just gonna fucking beat you over the head. Where Blessed Are Sick was this big sounding, slow, almost sludgy, fucking just over the top fucking kind of sound, just fucking heavy, dude. And this is just like okay, well, like we're gonna we're just gonna pummel you. Now. Yeah, for sure. You know, it is it is interesting to see that that evolution from altars to blessing to covenant and then eventually to domination it it's a it all makes sense you know what i mean those little awesome with his fucking snares man like sick as fuck yeah. dude fucking still works man i mean this solo sounds just like it was like carrie king or jeff hanneman or both yeah carrie yeah. hanneman but, i mean real short just fucking boom have you listened to the uh alluvial album yet Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, probably like nine or ten yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about a really good interview with Doc Coyle on his show, X-Man, Wes Houck, um, talking about where he feels lead plays into what he does and just his approach on music in general is it's he likes to have it 20 seconds and get in and get out and then worry about the rest of the song. And just the, the mm. way that lead plays a part in death metal in general, you know? Um, and obviously, Trey 
does a lot more than just that, but like it's the effectiveness of what he does. You know what I mean? He always talked about how he doesn't like to use his words to talk. He likes to use his guitar to express himself, which sounds fucking goofy, but it sounds yeah. good. So screw it. Why not? Let let the man play. That's yeah, pretty crazy. Like this song has no slow part in it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just fucking blast city the whole way through it, dude. Like, which I mean, you know, again, that's I mean, that's kind of a staple, like brutal death. You know, and this shit's ninety three. Oh, dude, fuck! This reminds me of something that would be off Blessed Are the Sick. Yeah, because this slow dude, world of shit, fucking cool fucking name. Right here, it makes all the (laughs) sense in the world that Trey got super into like Quake, because that's what the shit reminds me of. You know, and that fucking real dissonant fucking chord. Yeah, it's like Deicide was evil. But they weren't sinister, you know what I mean? They didn't set, fill you with a, a, a dread like Morbid Angel did, you know what I mean? They actually could like set a mood that wasn't just the same thing over and over. I don't know, man. Deicide had some pretty fucking evil sounding shit. They did, but, but like, mean, not- it was like on the surface evil, you know what I mean? This was very like, it kind of explored the space. Well, yeah, I mean, they didn't fuck with like, not as much as, as Morbid Angel, like those... Those dissonant that shit backwards right chords. Right there, and, yeah. That's what set them apart. You know, the fuck. Yeah. They were just a lot more creative to me. Like, you know, then they then it peps up. Yeah. Like, you know, and this it's another it's another really big run. And then it jumps up. Fucking. Yeah, that shit a like it's just a like that shorter loop. Yeah. You know, like fuck, dude. So we know Steve Tucker's back with Morbid Angel. Do you remember who the other two guys are by chance? Some guys like some Vadim. Okay. Vadim Vat D Vadim or yeah, something. I'm just trying to remember who the drummer is now, because obviously And then uh Oh, man. I can't remember who the drummer is. Yeah. Well, I guess we could look that up, actually. <laughs> I thought I had I thought I thought had it up. but Yeah, because, I mean, like, obviously, Pete was one of the best there is to do it, and he set the trend for so many people. And it would have been harder shoes to fill 20 years oh, ago. Yeah, Scott Fuller. That dude. Okay, yeah, because he's in the grip of other bands, too, right? That That's one of those dudes that's in, like, a bunch of different bands. I want to say he did stuff do, with... Um, do, do, do. Who's the symphonic deathcore oh, band dude. that's gotten a lot of attention the last so year or two? Good. Shadow of Intent. Well, what? I think he did stuff with Shadow of Intent. Scott Fuller. I think that's that's one of those bands that has a lot of turnover and whatnot. That whole that whole crowd. But so that's the whole thing. Is like it would have been a lot more difficult to fill these shoes twenty years ago when this was a brand new style that was the peak and zenith of of human you know capacity. But you have 30 years worth of people that have been growing up listening to this, trying to replicate that, and in some way surpassed it now. So, like, it might not be the exact way that Pete would have done it, but, like, a lot of people can get that job done now, you know? Yeah. Dude, they fucking ended off so nice. 
Ah. Oh, Vengeance is mine. I'm thinking of Bryce Butler. My bad. Two dudes with somewhat similar sounding names. I would say of the original four, we call them the big four of the original Florida death metal. Pete's probably got the most consistent double bass game in, in the game, right? At this point. Cause humans not out yet. And obviously Gene Hoagland didn't join death till after, right? Or no, no individual thought patterns. Oh was the yeah. Same year, it's, right? it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's, it's Pete for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're going like, straight up just consistently tight consistently good mm-hmm. always always on you know i mean mazurkowitz too but i mean i, I feel like mazurkowitz was doing a lot less yeah or a lot less of the same thing it's just you know what we're pete's pretty fast and technical yeah you know he throws in a lot of like odd shit like in weird places where like Mazurkowitz didn't necessarily do a lot of that, you know. I mean, obviously, I mean he does. Mm-hmm. He did do some of it, but I mean he didn't do. He didn't do a bunch of it. He's he's really good at doing the same handful of beats over and over, and good on him for it. Son of a bitch. Okay, yeah, my bad. I was thinking of somebody different. So this guy Scott Fuller though has been in Abysmal Dawn and Havoc though, amongst others. Let me just see. Jungle Rot, apparently, he filled in for 1.2. That's an impressive predig- or pedigree. Yeah, see, this is another one like Pain Divine. It's just pretty relentless all the way through it. Like, I mean, I don't... Well, I mean, Cannibal Corpse, I mean, they, I mean, they had songs like this, too, at this, at this point. You know? Um, but this is kind of where that all kind of I mean aside from suffocation in 91 I mean that's this is where kind of everybody else upped it was right around 92 93 somewhere in there you know it was constant everybody trying to outdo each other it was this little effect on that guitar yeah that's so weird sounding dude Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's probably like an old ass octaver or something oh man all the I'd love to be a fly on the or wall like for weird, all that. Or uh, like a weird harmonizer. Yeah. Like it was, that was, you know, those old ones, man, they, they just sounded really fucking weird when, that's why no, that's why hardly anybody used them is because they just sounded so strange. Mm-hmm. I don't think they quite worked the way that people envisioned them working until that, um, I mean, except for like those, the really nice, like, but even those eventide, uh, that, that, um, Steve Vai used to use, you know. Ah, shit, man. This is my fucking number one all-time favorite Morbid Angel song, dude. Isn't that fucked up? We're like already kind of halfway through the album. Or I guess after the song's done, but... That fucking swing, dude. Yeah, exactly. You know who it kind of reminds me of at times is um, Dave Lombardo. Some of the weird stuff he put in between spaces. But see, this is one where he does like, you know, they're going and like he does like a weird little thing at the end of the line. Mm-hmm. You know, he he does it quite a bit. 
the way the snare kind of accentuates what's going on with the vocals while maintaining that constant double bass. Yeah, I mean, his dude, feet are flying in this shit. Yeah. Here comes the flange. Yep. I almost wondered if that was in the drums at first. Bow, now, now, now. But it's it's all I know it's all guitar, but I just like so somebody needs to put flange on drums. That'd be fun. <laughs> Fuck it, why not? I mean, you know, maybe not in nineteen ninety three or whatever. Bow, but bow, now, now, now. Ah man, this shit is so fucking good, dude. By all accounts, it makes sense why it's considered the best of the best. Oh, that right there. Right here, dude? Yeah. Whips crap. Centurion. Oh, man. So fucking sick. And just those fucking... Yep. Never fucking stops, dude. Like, it's crazy. Yep. Top of the game, man. I'm just looking at the album artwork. It was a big deal, I guess, at the time that they went with a, uh, a photo rather than... An illustration bow, like now, the now, 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 you got to get there somehow, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah it's, it's all like... <laughs> it's all building up to one point. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. It's like, oh, well, we're gonna put this part in there, and then it's like, well, shit, man. I mean, how how do we get to that part, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you got to get there somehow, dude. So, you know, fuck it, let's just do this thing, you know? Yeah. It's a more extended solo right here. Oh, yeah, and he gets real weird. Yeah. So Eric Rutan would have come in on the touring for this, right? You what? He would have came in for the actual just touring of this album, right? Uh, yes. I think. I don't know. My timeline gets a little iffy right there. That's just good times right there. Oh, my God, dude. So good. The frantic nature. It's it's a lot of bands can be heavy and super brutal, but like some bands just have a frantic energy to them, and that's not something Back that they did that swing. all the time, but like they knew when to use it, which was awesome. Oh yeah. That's one thing like Pat when he was in Cannibal Corpse, I thought brought was that really, really frantic pace and and energy. Shit, dude. Have you listened to that new Cannibal all the way yet through? Or all the way through yet? Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I, I still need to really sit down with it. I, I just haven't had a time yeah, to do it's, that yet. Dude, it's fucking awesome, man. I've heard nothing but good. Okay, I was just double-checking. Rutan did play on Domination. That makes sense. Oh, dude, the newest... Uh, the newest Hate Eternal, too. Yeah, see... I, mean, I think it's a couple years old now, Yeah. That's another one I need to revisit. I only heard some songs one time, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's good. It's it's Hate Eternal." I so I just it's just now dawning on me. Yeah, Rutan was only on um, Domination. I thought he would have been on like two albums, but apparently not. Yet he's still considered like a classic lineup dude or whatever. Just like Michael Lamotte's thought of as a classic guitarist for Carcass, even though he was only on like right. technically an album and a half at at most. Yeah, I love how they just ride the paddle and like all the way out. Yeah. Dude. 
This one's a little shorter than the rest. Right now we're at Blood on My Hands, track number six. Oh, that's Yo, just dude, good fun I mean, right there. Ah, fuck, dude. It's so fucking awesome. They they played this one live when I saw them, man. I was like, fuck, dude. Nice. Yeah, see, that's the thing, man. When I heard, and maybe that's just because of how they were re- reintroducing Tucker, but when they first toured with Tucker again, it was only Tucker songs. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, okay. Well, that's what we'd heard before we went. I, I think we mentioned that in the, in the thing, yeah. like in the episode was... You know, like, yeah, that was how it was explained. Mm-hmm. And they definitely didn't because, I mean, they surprised everybody with, I think probably, I think, what did we say? Like, it was like three or four. Something like that. Uh, th- three or four songs on there, man. Yeah, which is rad. I, I, I get doing that right off the bat to be like, hey, Tucker's back. But, like, it's like, okay, now that Morbid Angel's Morbid Angel again, by then they have the, the at the time, recent album out yeah, with them, I'm sure, right? So yeah now it's like okay now here's the whole thing or whatever because david vincent's also doing i am morbid where he plays all of his shit that he played with them so i guess best of both worlds i don't know i could go i could go without the david vincent version that seems like everybody's <laughs> kind of that's i and i think we touched on this on the episode it's like yeah props on your uh your innovation at the time and whatnot and you know for the style that it was when De- death metal was still developing as far as David Vincent goes, but dude, Steve Tucker, man, which we'll, we'll get into a little more at the very end. Cause I have, uh, I've seen his rendition of God of emptiness on YouTube and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. We got some more blasting right here from Mr. Pete. Oh yeah, man. And I mean the, uh, the drummer, Mr. Pete, not the adult film star of the same name. Although I'm sure he could rip drums the pretty Sandman? well too. Which one? No, no, no. Is that what you said? The Sandman? No, no, no. There's, the, there's an adult film star named Mr. Pete as well. I, it occurred to me oh. as I was saying that. I'm sure there's an adult <laughs> film star named The Sandman too. You know, like like Probably. wrestler names. Yeah, that's a good one that there, dude. Another killer solo from Trey. Oh, yeah. He's like not even doing anything like really crazy finger tappy. It's all in the bends and the effects. It's like horror movie, 80s horror movie. The mutations <laughs> happening. Much, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, pretty much. It's, a, it's almost like a more uh, ethereal type solo at the start. And then he yeah, goes no, and, then, the and fucking, then right as we're saying yeah, that, he starts he getting right real crazy. Yeah. Evil Eddie Van Halen. Nice pace right there. Oh my god, dude. And just that, I mean, this this fucking snare is just like a fucking, you know, just like a fucking pistol just going off or something. Yeah, those dudes with the really distinct snare sounds. You know, David Vincent's pretty underrated too, because I mean, he follows Trey on a lot of these runs. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, for sure. You know, and it, you know he doesn't just run on that fucking bottom note, man. Like, I mean, plus he's doing vocals or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of back in almost everything that they do. You know, right? And I guess that's also nothing else to say of um, dude. This the way this one comes in, Angel Disease. Oh like, yeah, okay, good, good. I forgot this. We were here. This comes in like a Slayer song, dude. Just a, wah, so, wah, wah, wah. do you know the story about Angel of Disease? 
Well, this is a re-recorded yeah. ver- uh, song, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, it's from what was gonna be the original album. Um, yeah, yeah. From '86. Abomination. Yeah. No. Technically, they could have had the first death metal album out had it not been shelved before Scream Bloody Gore, before yeah. Season of the Dead. That fucking riff. Yeah. So like that's why this sounds like a mid '80s like kind of like thrashy yeah, death metal song. I thought they re-recorded it. Did they just... No, this is the re-recording. Because I had to check. I was like... Because this... he still has like all the reverb and shit all over his vocals Yeah, and this shit? sounds like it was plucked out of the 80s. However, yeah, yeah. if you go and listen to the one on the original album with Mike Browning on vocals when he was the vocalist, it's, oh, okay. uh, so then it's... pretty night and day. You're like, oh, no, that that's huh. the 80s one for sure. Because um, I, I love... Really bad 80s death metal demo quality stuff from when they were still figuring out what the hell death metal was. Mike Browning sounds fucking ridiculous, dude. Like <laughs> even the original demo stuff, I, I've you know because Jeff Walker. A lot of a lot of those old school guys do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But like he was super screechy and like when I heard. I mean, bottom bottom line, there was a lot of guys that yeah Dude. yeah well when i heard jeff walker's one of his his other big influence besides chuck was david vincent i'm like really so when i i went and checked out the demo from 87 or whatever when he I first like joined and i was like oh that makes more sense he's still figuring out his voice back then too you know so like but like that groove right there dude this is a fucking yeah it's like some fucking goddamn pantera type shit yeah 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 so which is happening at this time i mean yeah your vulgar display of power had just come out. Yep. Yep. The year before. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, that was kind of around this time. Um, you know, Sepultura is around at this time. Yeah, Chaos AD is you know, the same year. Doing their fucking groove shit. Yep. I mean, you know, and these guys just throw some fucking shit like that. Just, well, granted, it's this song was written well before that, but they, yep. may, you know, it may not have been all. They might have added some shit here and there, you know. It's pretty it's pretty close, but, but it's again, so weird because like it's so much different vocally, like vocal sounding. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, so have you never heard the Mike Browning version? No, but that's what trips me out. Is it doesn't sound like all the rest of the vocals on the album. So yeah. it's it's a re-recorded version, but I'm like, well, wait a minute, like you know, it's it's just so weird because it's like, well, why didn't they just record david vincent's vocals the same as the other one uh instrumentation's pretty rough it's because i thought the same thing i was like you're telling me this wasn't plucked from the 80s because this is almost like viewing into 80s death metal through a at the time modern lens but if you go back and hear that original version you're like oh yeah it it would it's just it would be too different i I say listen to it just for curiosity's sake just because to see how different it turned out it's like you know how there's two uh versions of aggressive perfecter one from um you got the aggressive perfector from haunting the chapel and then the one they re-recorded for um rain and blood it's like that yeah yeah it's it's in fact i'd say the uh, difference is even bigger between the more yeah, i just Angel don't ones. know why they didn't make the rest the song sound like the rest of the album i mean all things considered it's this is a lot closer to the rest of the album well yeah i'm just saying that. like if you didn't know this was a re-recorded version of an old song you would think this was a cover or an old song that they just put on the album. Yeah, no, for it sure. It doesn't sound like the rest of the album. No, that's true. So to me, that's where I get a little bit weird. Like, well, wait, why is it a re If you re-recorded it, why wouldn't it sound like the rest of the album? Yeah. So it makes me wonder if they re-recorded it prior to the album and then just put it on the album. Mm, interesting, yeah. 
maybe I don't know. Like, but it's it's definitely it definitely said it's a re-recorded version. Yeah. Of the song. Well, apparently they've re-recorded most of the songs from that album that too. That fucking weird like fade out with like two minutes left. Yeah. And then we're just straight into like some fucking thrash shit. Yeah. I don't know why I think this, but it reminds me of like, like when death covers or even entombed covers kiss or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know how it's, it's, it's that weird Rocky year strut. Cause they hadn't completely gotten away from that. Maybe. I don't know. It's just good fun though. It's, it's like, it's a good way to break up the rest of what's going on in the album. Yeah, dude, this is fucking, this sounds crazy. Cause this, I mean, it's got, I mean, they're a really groovy band. Mm-hmm. A sneaky groovy band. A lot of people don't think about that when you know they talk about Morbid Angel. Yep. More of that flange, dude. You know, like that, just old school fucking old school thrash shit. Like fuck, dude. It's it's awesome. It's like this shit. Just stay right here. Yep. And they just go no. Yeah, just stay on that shit, man. Fuck, fuck it. Yep. <laughs> and then the classic fade out double bass with the ringing guitars, really bringing that eightiesness into it. Yeah, just like um, just like. Is this like ra- it's like raining blood, right? Yeah, yeah. Does it raining blood in like that? Yeah, I mean, where shit. this fucking builds up, it's like, then all of a sudden. Yeah, it's wild to think. I mean, those two albums would have came out the same year had they We'll get, we'll get to that one of these days with the essentials, man. That's yeah. for damn sure. Yeah, for sure. But just like um, Suffocation's been gradually re-recording every song off of Breeding the Spawn and putting it each on, on each new Dude, album. Dude, this fucking... And that, yeah, pow, that's what Morbid Angel's been doing pow, with that, that first album, apparently. Pow. It's like a really slow tempo with... Tempo with like a really really fast interval, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 like a fucking you know like you'd be at like I don't know 180 fucking beats per minute, but you're doing like fucking what's 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 more than 64? So what would be the next one? It'd be 128. 128, yeah. You know 128s, 128th notes on the fucking kick drums, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not a very fast, um, uh, fast tempo song. But man, when he—I mean—he's getting those those fucking feet humming, and that's why. I mean, he's dude. They call him Pete the Feet for a reason, dude. Like the dude, that's kind of like his staple, you know? Yeah. It is just those fucking fast ass kick drums under everything, dude. Yeah, doing fast shit at a at a slower pace. Yeah. Really fast drums on a slow song, like yep. This little harmony part. Fucking awesome, dude. I was thinking. Yeah, like, they're, I mean, they're underrated fucking, you know, they're in the underrated district of Rift City, dude. Like, for sure. You know, for sure. Ah, another and crazy I, I, ass solo. Oh, fuck, dude. This And this was drenched in fucking reverb, man. Mm-hmm. So this sounds like. Real fucking out there. But I mean, I think like, I mean, especially like that black metal style riffing, dude. Right there. I'm, I'm... Oh, yeah. 
This is like the most normal fucking. Ch- yeah. With with not quite a yeah, disco you'll forget beat. This shit is in. This is like fucking, almost like death human type shit. Yeah, for sure. Shit did did Yo, human come Vincent out before Rundle, this? Rumbling underneath that shit. Yeah. Oh, so that's what else I was gonna say. Was, that um, goes for a while. Yeah. I guess I gotta commend David Vincent for the bass work he did uh, with Terrorizer too, because that's not like you don't think of crazy intricate bass work Big when you Phil. think of grind. You think kind of bare bones, whatever. But David Vincent's doing the David Vincent thing on the Terrorizer stuff he was on for sure too. And then he stole Pete for Morbid Angel. Oops. Oh. Down and out. Down and out. Yep, the little accent on the symbols See, there. And then they just start throwing all these like weird variations on it, you know? It's like Yeah. It's just fucking You know, when when people do stuff like this and you know, people that are used to simple songs, you know, say like, Oh, you know, it's too bad they can't write a fucking song and it's like, dude, fuck you. Like, too bad you can't comprehend a song. Yeah, exactly. You know, too bad everything has to be dumbed the fuck down for you to fucking consider it a good goddamn song. Yep. You know, that's your fucking problem, man. Like mm-hmm. this, I mean, it's a whole different level of of song comprehension yeah. and songwriting, you know, that so many people aren't used to that they just automatically say it's not a good song. Yeah, this ain't music. You know, and it's like, dude, fuck you. First of all, there's no way you can, you know, quantify what is a good song. Yeah. Like, you just can't. You know, so I, I don't know what why people got to fucking jump on that shit. Like all the fucking time. It's, it's always been like that, you know? Yep. Like, Oh, it's not a good song. Yeah. You know, it's like fucking, Oh, there's, you know, there's, or, you know, it's so busy in the fucking, <laughs> in the verses. Like, yeah. dude, fuck. Okay. Go listen to corn, dude. Yep. I'll, I'll, we'll just leave us alone. You just go keep listening to your bullshit. Yeah. Which so this one's corn kinda, actually this covered kinda, this next song too. <laughs> well, the next, yeah. next, next song. Yeah. This, this, this one's not, well, I guess it is. This is. It's not as. Um, it's not as video game keyboardy as the ones on. Uh, on domination. On domination. Yeah. No, for you sure. Know, like the ones on domination are a little bit. They're a little bit like it's like they're cheesier. Oh yeah, no, it's it's total first person. You know, first generation of first person shooter games. It's like fucking Legend of Zelda shit. Yeah. Or like you know, like uh, R- fucking Rygar. Like, yeah. Like that. Bet Rygar had better sounding keyboards. Than yeah. That, you With know? you like, know, fuck, and whatever. all that shit was a big influence on Trey, so that makes sense. So this is like them getting their feet wet in that arena. This this is like old school and new school, like cinematic. You know, um, soundscape. Like this sounds newer than the stuff on Domination. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and this is like. Two years before, yeah, I think you nailed it. This this is more cinematic rather than the uh, we're just starting to figure out video games that aren't Mario of the early nineties. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. again makes total sense in context. Um, yeah, man, and like uh, even though this is kind of cheesy too, it's like it's more like slightly above B horror movie back when that's what they had the you know to work with. Yeah, but this reminds me of like a scene from a fucking movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're like 15 seconds away from the culmination. Yeah. Yeah, it's not long at all. Fuck yeah, dude. Like. Yep. And then finally, 
I spoke too soon. There it is. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, the big, boom, the big, boom, big moment. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I have a feeling that I'm glad because I always hear the stories about people having seen this video when they were kids and being traumatized. And I'm like, man, I guess I'm glad I didn't see this video until I was in like my late teens or whatever, you know, like that must have been gnarly. That's just an all time classic right there. God. That that's the, again the difference between Deicide and and fucking Morbid Angel, dude. Yes, Deicide's evil. This is fucking evil. This is sinister. This is creepy. This is dreadful. Dread. That's the word I look for when I think of stuff like this. You know what I mean? It's doomy, dude. Yeah. That that right there with the cup to me. And how many <laughs> bands this influence? What? Who's one of the biggest bands in the world right now? Fucking Gojira, dude. Uh, you got it right here. You can hear exactly like where that came from. The ring. And Behemoth. And fucking, um, I guess to a lesser degree, like probably older Decapitated because Decapitated's bam, journey bam, a lot. Bam, emptiness. Fuck, dude. It's so fucking heavy. Yeah. They, they cracked the code pretty early on. And then just, oh, you know we're just going to fucking start it over again. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I love it, dude. Yep. Sorry, I was just realizing. Yeah, Nile. Nile is Egyptian morbid angel. Straight up. Same with the. Yeah, dude, pretty much. With that grandiose yeah. fucking vibe, This could vibe, be dude. a Nile song. Like, yeah. In fact, Nile should read, dude, Nile should cover this fucking jam, dude. Because we talked put about. Some weird, put some weird shit in it. You know, like yeah. some weird fucking, like, you know how they have, like, the weird instruments, like the sitar and, like, all kinds of weird shit like that? Dude, they should redo this fucking song. Like, that'd be cool as yep. fuck. Yep, yep, yep. Ah, so good, man. The it's almost Tom like a... Like if you're playing it, man, like it would be, it would be, it would be, it would be hard to show the restraint, you know, because it's relatively slow and it's fairly empty. There's yeah. a lot of emptiness in the song, like which is so cool because it is God of emptiness, but like there is a lot of that emptiness in there, and I mean there's just that fucking chorus, like you just can't fucking touch it. That weird little fucking water effect on his fucking vocals, and then they've got that. That high pass filter on there, or wait, is it low pass? So it's like all highs. So yeah, something. It's uh, dude, it's fucking cool sounding. Top of the game. Blam, 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 blam. So is this like part two? I've never been sure where part or one is part and part two, two just the just the end. Maybe part two is where it really slows down and he's doing the bow to me. Maybe. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I wonder if two is that other shit or if it starts right here. You know, this is that fucking, I mean, everybody fucking knows this one, dude. You know, fuck Beavis and Butthead. People don't even know they know more of an angel know this shit. Yeah. You know? 
bow to me faithfully. Oh, fuck, dude. Classic moment. He really got me and, thinking. You know it's it's crazy, too, because it's like, dude, death metal, it's fucking clean vocals, dude. Yeah. Is that the first instance, you think? Because it's becoming more and more of a accepted thing over time, and somebody had to be the first. I guess so. Dude, yeah, dude, because Cannibal Corpse and Deicide and Obituary had no fucking cleans. Yeah, I don't think Death had any cleans either. No. Like, interesting. I never thought of that. Because, like, they also talk about, like, this being the uh, commercial peak of death metal, I guess. And, you know, black metal, Norwegian black metal becoming anti-death metal after this specifically. I wonder if that's part of it, dude. It's just like, oh, cleans. Granted, very low, very sinister. Not what a lot of people would think of as cleans today. Interesting. Hmm. That's a funny thing, too, is like this album clocks in at 41 some odd minutes, but I feel like a lot of it is just the fade out of this last few minutes or so. There's a couple songs that have like some pretty big fade outs, too. Yeah, no, that's true. Too. Or they just ride, you know, they're done with they're done with the song. They're just riding that riff out for like the last two minutes, man. Like they're really cool about like having these those big instrumental parts. But again, I mean their bass player fucking is the singer, so he doesn't have to think of something to do when they're not fucking playing anything. Yeah, exactly. But that, I mean, the album's fucking over. I got a question for you, man. Maybe Shoot. we should do this on all of these. Like, how often do you listen to this? Not enough is what I gathered. I, I did go back recently just as kind of a prep because it's just like, I feel like it might be the case with a lot of people that I'm certainly guilty of. When people talk about rain and blood, what do they talk about? Fucking angel of death and raining blood, right? Not a lot of talk about what else is in between. And I feel like that might be the case with this album a lot. But if anything, dude, fucking that really proves that the whole thing is solid front to back. And it's revered for the consistently because, you know, how many death metal albums is just like, oh, yeah, this album. And it's like one or two songs in reality. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, there is definitely something to be said. And again, when I talk about how much I love Domination. It's it's like almost half death metal songs, almost half those weird experimental soundscape things, which is cool. But just like this is a consistent album. This definitely set the bar for a number of reasons. It's like it's their most outright satanic album before they started getting more into like Babylonian deities and whatnot. Um, it's it's the most of a lot of things at the time in their career and uh, for death metal and extreme metal as a whole and underground music. Again, right after this, they sign up a bunch of their buddies' bands on Earache thinking death metals is going to be the biggest thing and fucking they one by one get systematically taken off the roster as soon as people say, oh, <laughs> nope, that was it. That That was literally the peak. Whoops. You don't know until you're uh, already over it. You know what I mean? But like, oh, yeah. It makes sense why that sold the most, even though, again, overall, I think Cannibals more so the death metal band now, ever since. But like, you know, Morbid Angel's importance overall can't be understated, like, clearly. Um, so I definitely need to make more room for this in rotation. I'm trying to be the more concerted. Listen to as much new stuff as possible, guy. Don't just listen to the same stuff over and over, guy. But it is good to make room for those classics, especially if it's something you've neglected for a long time, which I've definitely been guilty of. So I'm going to have to make more time for that. Same with some of the old Morbid Angel catalog. Um, But yeah, man, I'm glad we did this one. This This was a good refresher. It was a good... 
It's not that you ever forget something. Sometimes you just need to be reminded. And it was good to be reminded of why this is such an important album and why it's the one, you know? Just like we did with the Black album. Yeah. I mean, I... Fuck. I mean, I pretty much listen to this at least once a year. There you go. Like, have for a long time. Well, about once a year, man, I, I listen to probably, like... It's like Covenant, Blessed Are the Sick, and then... uh you know, I usually put them in a, a playlist with like the first two Deicide albums, probably Cannibal up to the Bleeding. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I don't really throw Death in there that much, or Obituary either. I mean, I just kind of th- make a, pl- a playlist of those. You know, every once in a while, sometimes I'll put in Effigy the Forgotten, but I mean, I listen to that one like a lot. So yeah, same, same. Yeah, a lot of times I don't throw that one in there, but like I'll just make a little playlist of it and I'll just listen to that whole fucking thing and then. I, it's it's just uh, it's just one of those things where it's like I mean, like you said, it's always good, and there's so much stuff right now. It's it does make it difficult, dude. Like, you know, now that we have everything at our fingertips, but I mean, like literally everything, and yeah. you know, yeah, it it makes it difficult, dude. You know, not not even counting other genres, you know. So it's like fuck, dude. Like, forget about it. Yep. So yeah, man. Another essentials in the books. Let us know if this is your favorite. Let us know if you like it as much as everybody else does. Fucking just let us know what's up, man. Hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. We're going to do more of these in the future. Let us know the ones that you would like to hear. That's Um, that's what I want to know. Like what, what do you, what albums are you guys, do you guys consider essentials? Yeah. You know, for whatever, like metal core, death core, fucking death metal, regular metal, groove metal. Like I don't give a fuck grunge, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, what are some of the essentials that you want to listen along with, man? Like, you know, it's totally fucking cool. Also, let us know if you even like this episode, like these types of episodes. Yep. You know, I mean, we're still trying it out, you yeah. know, so see how see how it goes. We love that having Metallica, you on the conversation. That Metallica episode seems like it's going pretty good, but I mean, it's Metallica. It's, it's like Metallica, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you fucking type Metallica in a fucking search, and it's like, fuck, I mean, everything comes up, and it's like, yeah, I mean... Anything we were to do with Metallica, I mean, it's always like the most of, you know, the most downloads or whatever. So, for sure. We'll do an episode of top five bassists of Metallica. Is there <laughs> enough for that? No. No, there's, there's just yeah. shy of one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Fuck it. Again, hope you guys enjoyed. Love talking to you. Hit us up. I'm at Yes It Is I David literally everywhere. Jason can be found on our socials at Metalist Pod on Twitter, Metalist Podcast everywhere else. Like, rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends, hit us up. We love talking to you. Until next time, eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. Yeah. I had a feeling Fuck that would work in there, so. Fuck your prayers. Fuck Take your care, prayers. folks. Fuck your prayers. See you then, Hell folks. Hell yeah. Bye. Later.